So, so far we've looked at all of the sessions, the object of our prayer, prayer of praise, prayer of surrender, praying for ourselves, praying for others, uh, prayer of confession, and today our last and final lesson in the series, a prayer of thanksgiving. All right, uh, so we're going to get into that right now. Uh, if you could turn in your books to page one of... What's the page? 117? 117, okay. Um, let me begin by giving the setting. The setting of our study today. Jesus delivered what has come to be called the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew 6, he focused the attention of, of his disciples on how to pray. He showed them how to ask the Lord for what they would need. And as he taught, he referred to uh, our needs instead of my needs. In John 17, he prayed for his disciples and showed us how to go to God in prayer on behalf of others. So now let's look at that first question that we have. When has someone stepped up? Is that the right question? Well, the gratitude. When have you been overwhelmed by gratitude? When have you been overwhelmed with gratitude? Let's see if I get the right answer. Okay. When have you been over? I'm looking at the wrong question here. Where do I get that from? <laughs> when have you been overwhelmed with gratitude? I have been overwhelmed with gratitude yesterday morning and after a week. You know, I always say, but the word, the word. And Sister Jennifer, I was, Sister Jennifer, when he spoke on behalf of our group, how grateful they are to me for reminding them to study the word, study the word. I mean it, and she, we were ready. I was all well because I say these people soon get tired of me saying the word, word. I mean it. I was so blessed, and I just can't tell the people. <laughs> study the word. She really gave. She really ties me for that. Telling them and keep reminding them to study the word. So what a blessing. I'm not going to get discouraged. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, Brother Randy, when um, I got a call at 10 o'clock at night and Rob wasn't home, and I was just bursting inside and telling me, we didn't get home until midnight, that there was a baby girl for us. When we got when we when I got that first call that if, if you're still interested there's a baby girl waiting for you and you can meet her in the morning. Wow! And you know that was that was huge. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow! That one takes the cake. Anybody else? When have you been overwhelmed by gratitude? There you go. Hmm? <laughs> Um, one night I was going to work in life with Keith and I got a flat and with my knee couldn't bend to the one car. One car passed me flashing the lights and stuff. And when I looked at the car, I turned around and I said, well, what is this? I was a little bit afraid. And the guy came 
don't know who is who he is up to now. And he came and changed the tires for me and go turn around and go on his way. I was over there. Praise the Lord. There's still people like that. Yes. Okay, let's look at Bible Meets Life, page 118. My greatest emotional pain comes when I know one of my children is suffering. One of my daughters was diagnosed with an incurable disease when she was a child. My wife and I were devastated as she made plans for her immediate treatment. One morning we were to take her to the hospital. I was up early praying in my pain. My words seemed almost meaningless. Then while struggling to pray, for some reason I simply said, thank you. Those words were an extreme contrast to the circumstances we faced. For 30 minutes, I knelt in the dark and whispered, thank you. In light of our daughter's diagnosis, it seemed strange to pray the prayer of Thanksgiving, but I kept praying. Later that morning at the hospital, after a series of tests, the doctors informed us they had found no sign of the disease, mm. and he had no explanation why. Mm. Had the original diagnosis been incorrect? Had our daughter been healed? We don't know. Her 30 years have now passed with no sign of the disease. Mm -hmm. I learned God is worthy of our gratitude even before we know his plans. Okay, amen. You know when they're going to find out? In eternity. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they're going to find out what God really did. But for now, keep praising Him and trust Him for the unknowns. The point? Express gratitude and trust in the one who hears our prayers. That's right. Trust, gratitude, and trust in the one who hears our prayers. There are times when we talk to people and they listen, but they don't hear. Right. Ever that experience? Uh -huh. yeah. You know, they're listening, but they're not hearing what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But God is the one who hears our prayers because he listens to our prayers. And we can trust him uh, for that, that he knows what he's doing. And sometimes we say to the person something, and then there's what did you, uh, you say? Yeah, yeah. But you didn't listen. Yeah, they weren't listening. Yeah. Okay. Father, we thank you for the way that you have blessed us so far in our individual experiences. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you would give us wisdom and insight uh, to share those blessings with others whenever we have the opportune time to do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, the first passage we have is uh, Psalm 138 verses 1 and 2. Uh, because of someone just read the verse please. I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings. I will bow down towards your holy temple and give you thanks to your name for your constant love and truth. You have exalted your name and your promise above everything else. Okay. Okay, go ahead and read the paragraphs. 
Offering a word of thanks to God is a fairly universal reaction to good news. Even non-believers sometimes will do that. Most people have expressed prayers of gratitude at some point. In one survey, 88% of those interviewed said they often offer prayers of thanks. When good things happen, we are down, drawn to thank God because we know He is responsible for our blessings. When Jesus gave us the model prayer, He began by teaching us to honor God. He called us to praise God for His holiness. Your name be honored by whom? In like manner, David lifted thanks to God for his name. I will bow down towards the holy temple and give thanks to your name. While praise and thanksgiving are closely related, there's a difference. Praise focuses on who God is, and thanksgiving focus, focuses on what God has done. We have so much to thank God for. But David focused on two attributes of God for which he has especially, he was especially thankful. One, God's constant love. The Hebrew word for love has, has it. Has it. Often to more than emotion or sentiments. God's love towards his people has revealed itself in acts of loving kindness and justice of mercy. The psalmist could thank God for his love because he had tangible evidence of it in his life. In those emotions, in those moments when we struggle to pray or have difficulty, getting started in a conversation with God, the simplest prayer of thanks can get us started. And we can always thank God for his love simply pausing to whisper the prayer, Lord, thank you for loving me, can bring us into an awareness of God's presence. In the psalm, David described the love of God as constant and therefore undiminished by either our faithlessness or our failure. Next page. God's truth. God has not left us in the dark. He has revealed himself to us. God has taught us the truth of who he is, who we are, sinners, and who we can be in Christ. A simple and practical way to express our thanks to God for his truth is to read scriptures as a part of our daily routine. As you read and see the truth in his word, we offer thanks. A dear Christian lady who resided in, who resided in a sustained living expressed in this way. 
I get my Bible and read until I can't read anymore. <laughs> then I open my handle and I sing until I can't sing <laughs> Then I pray until I can't pray <laughs> Then I just sit in this chair and let God love me. <laughs> Amen. Now you know, Sunday school class, the devil is Every time I go to read, it feels like I get all the spiritual. Now you gotta pray for me because that's the plan. I mean, you see, I start reading for the same reason that every time I go to read, it like, mm. I get choked. I know, but the devil is a liar. I right. knew about it. No. You did okay. You did okay. okay. We'll be praying. Purpose is the Brandon's uh, voice. Yeah, did they ever try everything to trick me? Yeah. So notice, offering a word of thanks to God is fairly universal reaction to good news. All right? Uh, whenever we have good news, what's the first thing we say? Praise the Lord, or thank you, Lord, or thank you, Jesus, or whatever. So even non-believers sometimes will do that. Most people have expressed prayers of gratitude at some point. In one survey, 80% of those interviewed said they often prayer, they often offer prayer of praise, of thanks. When good things happen, we are drawn to God. <coughs> because we know he's responsible for our blessings. Not everybody realized that though. Let's look at some of the points highlighted. Uh, they are God's constant love. Do you feel that God's love is constant? Yes. yes. His, uh, our love ebbs and flows, as the hymn writer says. It sometimes is up and sometimes it's down. Sometimes it's there and sometimes it ain't. Sometimes it's strong and sometimes it's weak. So our, our love ebbs and flows, but his doesn't. The Hebrew word for love, hesed, refers to more than emotional sentiment. God's love toward his people has revealed itself in acts of loving kindness and gestures of mercy. Always. And then God's truth. God has not left us in the dark. Ever felt that God left you in the dark at any time? No. No, he doesn't leave us in the dark. He's revealed himself to us. God has taught us the truth of who he is and who we are, sinners, and who we can be in Christ. And so when the devil reminds you of your past, God reminds us of our future and he also, we can sort of, we can remind the devil of his future. Okay, question number two. How has God displayed love and truth in your life recently? How has God displayed love and truth in your life recently? If not love, truth. If not truth, love. Recently. Anyone? Well, he keep me alive all these years. Hmm? He keep me alive all these years. Okay. He keeps you alive. He reminds you. You know, I was I didn't realize it the other day that Pastor Lee is gonna be eighty two. Pastor Lee was eighty two on the twenty third. I didn't realize Pastor Lee was at all. Time flies. <laughs> wow. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's the truth. Okay. 
Any other truths of love or love that God has displayed in your life recently? A reminder that stopped in your tracks? This continues to be every day. Okay. Uh, right now I'm living on the promises of God. Okay. Growing every day. Living on the promises. Yes. Okay, that's a hymn. Brother Randy, in the presence of the Lord, basically you can almost touch Him. Uh, day or night, mm-hmm. His presence is always there. Okay. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Those who don't have it, you better get with it because you can't mean <laughs> Okay. All right, in the next verses, we see not only how we should thank God for His love and truth, but how He provides all we need. So let's look at that other verse we've got. Psalm, uh, same, same Psalm 138, verses 3 to 6. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased strength in me, within me. All the kings on earth will give you thanks, Lord, when they hear what you have promised. They will sing of the Lord's ways, for the Lord's glory is great. Though the Lord is exalted, he takes note of the humble, but he knows the haughty from a distance. Okay, continue. We've all experienced periods of being tired, especially if we try to burn the candle at both ends. Mm. We know that. Mm. (laughs) But a friend of mine knew fatigue on a whole different level. After returning from a South American mission trip, he learned that he had contracted the Zika virus. Zika Zika virus. His strength was sapped. It took him weeks to fully recover. And he said the worst part of the illness was the constant fatigue and exhaustion he felt. David also experienced a season of life when his strength was gone. It appears to have been more than just a physical fatigue. His complaints seemed to have stemmed from a spiritual or emotional weariness. It happened to David, and it can happen to us. Regardless of the cause, spiritual and emotional discouragements can leave even the strongest believers drained of strength. Okay, page 122. All of us will need God's renewal at some point. Even the most spiritually mature Christians can feel burnout and fatigue when the work seems never-ending and feels unrewarding. Charles Spurgeon is widely regarded as one of the most effective preachers in history. His influence was unequal during this, his lifetime, yet he battled with depression. It often kept him out of the pulpit and in need of rest. Discouragement to leave any of us weakened and feeling as if our strength is gone. And while it's vitally important to seek medical attention for a person who is dealing with clinical depression, prayer always plays a role in rekindling our spiritual fire. When God renews our strength and vigor, we should thank him in prayer. He provides and we should respond with gratitude. Furthermore, when God is exalted through both his work and our thanks, others will take note. All the kings on earth will give you thanks, Lord, when they hear what you have promised. God is great and far beyond his creation, yet he takes note of the humble. He responds to us out of his great love and compassion. God will not forget our needs. As we seek him in prayer, God renews our strength and passion, and we can trust him with every need in our lives. Okay. 
A couple of points there. David experienced a season of life and his strength was gone. When you think of David, you ever thought about him in that particular situation? Yes. It appears to have been more than just a physical fatigue. His complete same his complaint seems to have stemmed from a spiritual or emotional weariness. And notice it happened to David and it can happen to us. And it has happened to many believers. I never thought that Charles Spurgeon would experience that. Yeah. I never heard of it. Right. You know, but now we know that he did. Regardless of the cause, spiritual and emotional discouragements can leave even the strongest believers drained of strength. So don't feel discouraged when it happens to you. Because it's happened to the best of them. Okay? The devil could use that also to trip you up and to cause you to think that God doesn't care, God is not concerned, God is not compassionate. So don't let him get to you that way. Because even the strongest, it says, even the strongest believers can be drained of strength. Yeah. Uh, notice there's a quote there by O. Hallisby. It says, even though our efforts to thank God in prayer are weak, every time we do so, we find we are in harmony with his plans and purposes for our lives. Something to think about. Question number three. How does physical or emotional fatigue affect us spiritually? Anybody? Basically, it makes you feel like you're nothing. You feel like you're a failure. Mm -hmm. It's... It's not really a good feeling to begin with because you don't know which direction that you would want to go into. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I found to find a way is to stay still and pray. God says, be still and know that I am God. Right, and take your time because mm -hmm. the Lord is not going to answer you as soon as you're going to be praying. Yeah. He's going to take it in his time. So before the day is out or whenever time, he'll come back to you and he'll give you the directions to go into. That's right. You know what? He takes you to higher ground than where you was before. True. Mm -hmm. That's why he says, be still and know. Exactly. Wait on the Lord, he says. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And he will renew thy strength. Mm -hmm. Okay, so God is great and far beyond his creation, yet he regards the lowly, the passage says, or the humble. He responds to us out of his great love and compassion, and he always does. Always God responds out of love and compassion. So my, regardless of how fatigued you are, or how you may be feeling, or how the devil may be trying to trip you up, always remember that God always responds out of his great love and compassion. God will not forget our needs. Sometimes we think he did it. Don't we think that God forgot about our needs? Yeah. Sometimes. As we seek him in prayer, God renews our strength and passion. And we can trust him with every need in our life. Now notice, it's every need, not want. Because uh, there are times when we have a tendency to want stuff and it's not really a need. And God doesn't see it as a need. Okay. The next verse shows us how we should thank God because he protects us and 
He will fulfill his purposes in us. Last passage. Someone read verses 7 to 8, please. I walk into the thick of danger. You will preserve my life from the anger of my enemies. You will extend your hand. Your right hand will save me. The Lord will fulfill my purpose for me. Lord, your faithful love endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Okay, continue. King David understood political and personal insecurity. He was a warrior king who had enemies both inside and outside the borders of Israel. David walked into the thick of danger. danger. We might even say constant danger was his normal experience. Mm. The danger he faced was intense and unpredictable, and David trusted God. For David, God's protection was a matter of life or death. So why, given the threat levels against him, could King David be so confident of God's protection? We find the answer in his sense of knowing God's purpose for his life. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Since that was true, it stood to reason God would protect him from his known enemies, as well as the shadowy threats that might lurk in his fears. In verses 7 and 8, we hear David express his trust that God would finish his work. King David could pray with such faith because he knew he was part of God's larger plan. David could thank God for preserving his life even though he lived in a dangerous time. We might think we aren't important to God's plan like King David. That is simply not true. We serve the same God. The only question is, do we trust God in the same way David did? We can still trust God to carry out his plans, both small and great, though, though his people we can live with faith, believing God will protect us from danger. When we live with such faith, it is a tribute to God's protection rather than our own sense of well-being. Trust in God as the basis of all prayer. When we pray with thankfulness in an expression of faith that God will fulfill his purposes for us. Okay. So, King David understood political and personal insecurity. He was a warrior king who had enemies both inside and outside the borders of Israel. David walked in the midst of trouble and that was a normality for him. You might even say it was a constant danger, it was his normal experience. And when you read of David's life, you'd wonder, did he ever have, have any days that were better than these? <laughs> Because that, that, was a, that was a normal thing for him. Okay, the danger he faced was intense and unpredictable. Yet David trusted God. For God, for David's, God, for David, God's protection was a matter of life and death. Unlike many believers today. For David, it was a matter of life and death. Trust in God is, is the basis of all prayer. When we pray with thankfulness, it is an expression of faith that God will fulfill his purposes for us. And we, we are to believe that when we go before God in prayer. 
uh, not hit and miss or whatever buck up goes. Last question, number five. What steps can our group take to further develop a pattern of praising and thanking God? Any steps we can take to develop a pattern of praising and thanking God? Intentionally praise God in conversations and if a complaint is expressed, turn it into a praise instead so that you redirect your thoughts in gratitude to God, but in doing so, you help direct others that might be in your midst. Okay, very good. Make praise intentional, not hit and miss. All right, anybody else? As I was going to say earlier, David has been very important to me in my life. Mm -hmm. Number one, you know, I read a little story about David and Goliath, right? Mm -hmm. And a uh, little five stones inside the brook. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't actually the stone that killed Goliath. Mm -hmm. Even though David being alive, he said, I come against you in the name of the Lord. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I saw David as being a person who was like truly converted and backslidden and gone back on God. And he knew that what he was doing was wrong. And he deliberately done it. So um, I found myself in that situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like when you're out there knowing wrong, knowing right and doing wrong, uh, you're under conviction. You're not coming down. So I can understand when David said he went to the house of the Lord, the crowd, but his heart was far from God. Mm -hmm. So we could be taught and sing about God and all of that, but our, but our heart and life will be in tune with it. And when you Get your side to make up your mind and say, hey, girl, I would like to have a drink from that cool spring. See, when you know what you are lost or missing, that is what makes you come out. And I go also and say, uh, if you teach a child, he may straight from it, but when he becomes a man, he can mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to grow up. And become a man, mm. and 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 uh, hey, get back to where you come from. There'll be no peace until you do that. Amen. So when you have to say, I'm thankful, mm. gratitude every day, every hour, mm. I give that. Amen. The point? Express gratitude and trust in the one who hears our prayers more so than anybody else. Because sometimes we have a tendency to trust people more than we trust God. Uh, so more so in God than anyone else. Okay, let's look at the, the uh, how we can live this out. What points do we have? Uh, the celebration of Thanksgiving Day can mean different things to different people. But the heart of giving thanks is tied to faith and prayer. Choose one of the following applications. Be thankful. Every day this week, tell God something you are thankful for. Five days of the week, seven days of the week. Seven things you can thank God for. Write out your thanks. 
Make a list, a long list, of all the reasons you have to be thankful. Pray through the entire list and thank God for the different ways He has blessed and touched your life. That's a good exercise. I encourage you to do that one. And then thank someone. Write a handwritten note to someone for whom you are thankful for and tell that person why you thank God for him or her. Include a prayer of thanksgiving. So you get three things there. Be thankful. Write out your thanks. And thank someone. You could do all three of them. All three of them, I think, are appropriate to do all three of them. Okay, if you want to have a fully developed prayer life, you have to learn to regularly offer thanks to God in prayer. And as we have been reminded, God is worthy of our gratitude even before we know His plans. Because we know that He's working all things together for good. And every good gift comes down from the Father above. And so whatever His plans are, you can be assured that it's for your best interests. It's for our good, even though we don't know what the plans are in advance. Amen? Amen.